0: Welcome to today's issues. Join us for the next hour as we offer a Christian response to the issues of the day. Here's your host, Ed Metagliano.
1: And welcome, everybody, to today's issues. We're glad you're joining us. I'm sitting in for Tim Wilman for a few days this week. I am joined in studio by Fred Jackson. Good morning, Fred. Good morning there, Ed. And Chris Woodward, news reporter extraordinaire for American Family News. Good morning to you. Good morning. And the always formidable (laughs) Dr. Ray Pritchard is joining us remotely from an undisclosed location in an underground bunker.
2: I love it, both formidable and remote. That's that's a that's a good combination. I'm I'm comfortable with that. How you doing, Ed? Hey, I'm doing good. You sound a little bit under the weather there. You little clogged up? I am a little. I believe the technical term is gunked up. Gunk- a little, gunked up. I'm a little gunked up this morning. I have I have some magic elixir that I'm taking ginger and and lemon and all that stuff. i to uh, to keep myself hydrated here for the next ninety minutes.
1: Okay, now you got to just explain that just a little bit. So uh, this is a uh, a special drink that what helps clear the sinuses or what? What is this? Well,
2: it, it's something my wife found from a friend on the she she knows from the internet friend up in Washington State. It's a combination of throat coat tea plus lemon plus ginger you can put some honey in there if you want it. Huh. Add it in there boiling water and uh, it'll it'll clear you right up, ed. It'll clear. <laughs> it. <laughs>
1: well, I'm getting over I had the uh the flu during uh Thanksgiving week. Went oh. my whole whole little family there, my oh. wife my daughter. And uh so I do have a cough that's hanging on, so seriously, send me the recipe for that. I will. And I, um, I will do it. Uh, email it and uh, I may take some of that and see but what, what uh, could happen? All right. Uh, hey, folks, uh, any other recipes you guys want to share
3: before <laughs> we? Uh, no. Or no, anything? No. Secret elixirs. Secret, yes.
2: secret. <laughs> secret.
1: You don't secret elixirs it, when you're remote in an undisclosed bunker. <laughs> <laughs> it could be.
2: It could be. It could be literally anything that's in this. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That could trigger a uh, visit from the FBI if you're, yeah. you're not
3: careful. You and uh, Ed, you and I were talking uh, yesterday about hot foods and yes, hot, spicy foods. They can be very good for clogged up, you know, pipes and and the nose and the mm-hmm. whole thing. Yeah. You get into some really strong curry, and that's 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 going to clear things up. Yes.
2: <laughs> There's some Mexican restaurants just, just dip the chip in the salsa. and, and There and you the go. Basil. That's it's right. All, it's all clear I, I, right there. I like
1: what you said. That your description of gunked up uh, is probably the best <laughs> description of what a lot of people feel like this time of year, and uh, I'm going to have to keep that in mind. I told you. Yeah. I told everybody this guy is formidable. Yes, he, his knowledge of the English language—he is formidable.
2: We just want to be a blessing. That's yeah. all. <laughs> so all we'll
1: right.
3: need, we need to go to the Yellow Pages after work and look for doctors under gunkiness. Yes, that's right. If
1: you feel gunked up, who, who do you go? Who do you? Who do you? Who, do you, who are you, you going to call? Who are you going to call? All right, hey folks, it's December sixth. According to my uh, great math skills, that means we are inside of three weeks, nineteen days before Christmas.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: That's 2022 is almost evaporated. It's hard to to believe. But, Chris, it's been a busy year. It has. And uh, news-wise, it's still busy. So why don't you take us to our – by the way, Dr. Frank Turk will be coming Mm -hmm. uh, up here in just uh, a little bit. And then we'll have a special – guest at the bottom of the hour so you want to stick around but let's uh let's hit some news
4: yeah we begin with a uh, disturbing story out of virginia and this is part of kind of a national trend uh but in virginia chesapeake virginia specifically uh you've got an elementary school that later this month will have a new offering for what is described as the after school satan club this has been tried in other parts of the country and they've capitulated and agreed to offer these kinds of things um reading from a flyer here It says the Satanic Temple is a non-theistic religion that views Satan as a literary figure who represents a metaphorical construct of rejecting tyranny and championing the human mind and spirit. And so this after-school Satan Club will be pushing uh, things that the uh, Satanic Temple advocates for. And I have sound real quick before we get to our guest. We have a parent in Virginia who understandably is concerned about her schools uh, offering an after-school Satan Club this is a uh, parent Aspen Nolet, clip one.
0: We're going to rally parents. We're going to expose this group. We're going to let people know what their intentions are. We know that this is all targeted towards children, the cartoon figures. Um, it's a way for them to get in. It's a way for them to begin indoctrinating.
1: All right, well, uh, Frank uh, is ready a little bit uh, early, so we're going to bring him in to talk about this issue. This is kind of disturbing on a, on a lot of levels, but uh, Dr. Frank Turek, is well known to today's Issues listeners. We have him on as often as we can get him. He's very busy, a lot of times on college campuses. He's also host of Cross-Examined, heard Saturdays on American Family Radio at 9 a.m. Central Time and Sunday at 4 p.m. Central Time. Uh, Frank, welcome back to today's Issues.
5: Hey, and don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, today is the final real election of the midterms down in Georgia yes don't forget about that
1: that is true so folks be praying uh, about that if you're a listener in Georgia make sure you go and vote do your civic duty Uh, get educated and get active well Frank uh, thank you for that by the way Um, what about this this group, now, um, some of our listeners, some of our readers, for example, uh, for The Stand, our magazine or uh, blogs, we've, we've been covering this group uh, over the last several years. They actually have a statue of Baphomet, uh, which is kind of a stand-in for Satan. Uh, and this statue, him seated with two little children looking up at him. Uh, obviously, we just heard from the parent. This, I I don't know whether this group thinks this is tongue-in-cheek, uh, but this is not a, a, a an insignificant thing to put before children.
5: No, it's not. And uh, the problem, of course, is, is due to the Supreme Court, if we want to say it's a problem, this group actually has a right to be on the campus as well as the Evangelical Good News Club does. Uh, now, it seems, according to reports, that What this group really wants to do is to get parents so riled up that the schools just decide, that's it, no more clubs for anyone. You see, they don't really want, they don't really care about indoctrinating kids into what they call rationalism. They just want to get the Christian groups off the campus at all, and they think that's the way they can do it. Because as I'm reading about this group, they get very few kids going to these after-school programs. I mean, who? what parent's going to send their kid to the Satan Club? I mean, right. come on. Right. You know? So it's really just a way to get rid of the Christian groups. That's what they're trying to do.
3: Yeah, uh, but, you know, there, there is an element here of, you know, and I take you back many years when I was, I was going to a public school
5: did they have schools back then, Fred?
3: Yeah, they did. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, no kidding. I was in a two-room school for the first seven years. I was country boy. Yeah. Uh, but at that time, the school system reflected the values of the Christian parents in the community. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, so, so there'd be no question, and of course back then, and I, I guess there, uh, and understand what I'm going to say here, there wasn't a need for good news clubs in the schools because the school's values reflected the Christian parents right. and, and biblical values. Uh, so things have changed. This is just another thing that, as we heard from this parent a moment ago, you have to be vigilant about. You have to make sure that at least it is um, publicized that this group wants to set up in your school and you can just tell the parents, Hey, make sure your kids don't go to this. Right. And that will be a way to defeat this. But I agree with you guys. I think this is a, an effort by this group to make sure there are no clubs, including Christian clubs on campus. And, and the response I think in some jurisdiction has been, okay, we're just going to move the good news club off campus. And we're going to meet over here at this person's house or you know this person. There's a community hall down the street, and that's where we're going to meet.
5: See, that, that's exactly what they want, though, Fred.
3: Yeah, oh, you know, I know. Get them yeah. off yeah. campus. Yeah. Yeah. Yes,
5: right. Yeah, Ray, yes. what do you what do you think about this?
2: Well, I, I want to ask Frank a question on the bigger uh, apologetic uh, platform here, because th- these rationalists, or atheists, whatever these free thinkers, whoever these people are, they don't take Satan seriously at all. In fact. Clearly, they don't even believe there is a being called Satan. Right. So let me ask you, Frank, in the bigger apologetic uh, framework, is there a reason to believe in Satan today? Is he really? You remember there was the book many years ago, Satan is Alive and Well on Planet Earth. Right. Is that true?
5: Oh, well, of course it's true. And. The reason I believe... Well, there's two reasons I believe that Satan exists. Number one, you just look around the world and you go, this can't be just the product of human beings doing all this evil. They have to be motivated by some spiritual realm. But secondly, the bigger reason I think Satan exists is because Jesus said so. And Jesus is our authority. And the reason I think Jesus is our authority is because there's evidence he rose from the dead. So if he predicted and accomplished his own resurrection from the dead then whatever he says is true because he's God. And he talked about Satan, and he talked about Satan being a liar and a murderer. Now, ladies and gentlemen, can we all agree that we ought not be teaching our kids to lie or to murder? (laughs) I mean, why would you call a club the Satan Club, even if you don't believe in Satan— why would you call it the Satan Club? Because according to Jesus, and according to what most people understand about Satan, is he is a liar and a murderer. So we should all be able to agree on we ought not be teaching this to our kids. Whether they're whether you're, your kid whether you're an atheist or a Christian or anywhere anywhere in between, you ought not be teaching your kids about lying and murdering or to lie and murder.
1: Uh, Frank, um, I, I think it it speaks to the reality of the spiritual warfare that we. Mm-hmm are engaged in in 2022 and really it's been going on you know i, I it's hard to put a, a a date on it i would say 50 years 70 years whatever uh it's hard to put a date on it in terms of the way the culture has degenerated mm. uh in our nation because these things usually no one clicks on a stopwatch and and starts it, it there's a there there are root causes to how we got to where we are, and it's difficult to say exactly it started. Um, you know, on this date in 1963 or whatever. But right, uh, we we can see that as the nation has, from its official institutions like the Supreme Court, in the middle of the last century, uh, as the Supreme Court has pushed. I, I, I use this word from a human perspective. No one pushes God anywhere. But as they've tried to push God to the fringes of our society, get them out of schools, get the Ten Commandments out of schools, our country has undoubtedly – I don't know even how it can be argued – has begun to deteriorate, whether you're just talking about performance in schools or you're talking about now almost daily videos of someone pushing another human being in front of a subway train or pulling a bat out of his pair of sweats and then just – at random, beating someone over the head. It is clear this country is unraveling, and it's hard not to point to these two trends happening at the same time. Is this an over-exaggeration on my part?
5: Oh, no, I don't think so. And notice, as the scriptures say, Satan comes as an angel of light. In other words, evil is always portrayed as good. Think about the movements in our country today that are really putting forth evil they're always couched as being something good you hear the word choice you hear the phrase reproductive freedom these are these are good words right you hear liberty you hear love it's just love love is love you hear equity you hear equality nobody ever tries to sell evil by calling it evil they always try and sugarcoat it with good that's why people will gobble it down oh this is for equality this is for equity this is for justice this is for this is for freedom this is for choice this is reproductive justice those are all lies from the pit of hell it's always dressed up as good and so we as Christians have to be aware of this. And part of the blame, I'd say most of the blame really falls at the, foot, at the foot of the church because the church has not been engaged. The church has retreated and continued to retreat and decided we're just going to talk about how, how to make your life better every Sunday. We're not going to talk about the issues that people are dealing with that, uh, that the culture is foisting on us. We're not going to rebut any of that. We're just going to continue to talk about how to have your best life now.
3: You know, Frank talks about language that dresses sin up. Uh, we just had our Senate pass a bill called the Respect for Marriage exactly.
5: Act. Exactly. Yep. Respect yes.
3: for marriage. And, of course, we know what it's about. But we had even 12 Republicans who voted with the Democrats on that. We had Republicans saying, uh, Frank, one Republican, I think it was uh, Senator Ernst from Iowa, who said, well, I have a friend who's a homosexual. Yeah. And and I'm seeing things in different it's disturbing in, in a different light. I I mean, totally void of what the scripture says about it. I mean, there's
1: evangelical no, Christian saying that
3: an evangelical Christian. Uh, the Bible's pretty clear, uh, Frank and, and Ray. Bible's pretty clear about fornication, adultery, and homosexuality. God doesn't right. see a difference. It's immorality, uh, and uh, but Frank. That we now have U.S. senators that don't have a problem with that.
5: Well, imagine using that same kind of logic for saying, I know a friend who's an adulterer. Right. (laughs) Okay. well, so you might love that friend if you really want to love that person you will try and show them that what they've done is wrong. You won't go on to approve it. Well, I like the person, so adultery must be okay. That kind of logic is ridiculous. And my mentor years ago, Dr. Norman Geiser, always used to say, the problem is is fraternity will always overpower theology. What does that mean? That you will uh, adjust your theology in order to... um, to get along with other people, to get along with friends that you know. In mm-hmm. fact, uh, I think it was Senator Portman up there in I in Ohio. I think he's leaving the Senate. Yes, I think that's probably Vance replaced from, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Is that right, Ed or Fred? I don't, Yes. I, mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, the reason he he did an about face on same sex marriage was because his son came out as mm-hmm. homosexual. Right. Yeah. And see, fraternity will overpower theology. And look, it's I, I don't know the man personally but you're not helping your son by uh, advancing something that's God doesn't want, and it will not be good for him long-term. You may think in the short term, this is the right way to go, but it's not the right way to go.
1: Uh, the voice you're listening to is Dr. Frank Turek, host of Cross Examined, heard Saturday at 9 a.m. Central Time and Sunday at 4 p.m. Central Time on American Family Radio. And what you just heard uh, Frank talking about is what, what he does. He, he goes to college campuses. He speaks at churches, uh, at um, uh, other meetings, conferences, and so on and so forth, trying to uh, directly confront some of the lives that hold people captive, but also to energize the church to get them uh, prepared to enter onto the battlefield and not just simply worry about their own lives your best life now. So uh, we're always proud to have uh, Dr. Frank Turek on the program. Frank, what do you get coming up? Uh, it's pretty early in the week. You may not uh, have uh, solid plans for what uh, will be on the program this uh, weekend, but uh, if there's conferences or something that uh, pe- you want people to uh, to check out or your website, let them know uh, where they can find that information.
5: Yeah, we do know what we're going to do this week. I'm going to have Victor Marks on, Ed. I don't know if you've ever heard of Victor Marks, but victormarks.com, a Christian man who was thoroughly abused as a young boy, uh, but has since turned all that around and has act- actually goes and rescues people who have been taken into the sex slave industry. He goes and physically rescues them and brings them back wow uh so victormarks.com we're going to have victor on this week and i vet i met victor at an event with charlie kirk and that's an event i want people to know about america fest is happening in phoenix uh from august uh, august i think it august <laughs> it's that's when i met uh, victor it's happening this it's a couple weeks december 17th to the 21st in phoenix arizona and it's a, a group of conservatives, many of them are Christians, and it's all about America. Go to AmFest.com or TPUSA.com and you can see all about that. I'll be speaking there. There'll be a number of speakers there in addition to Charlie Kirk. I think Candace Owens will be there. I think Eric Metaxas will be there. Tucker Carlson, uh, Greg Gutfeld, uh. uh it's it's a very long list of speakers, so uh, if anyone's near Phoenix, Arizona, and next week after next, you want to be at America Fest. Check it out.
1: That's a list of heavy hitters, and uh, Frank, uh, all joking aside, you're one of the heavy hitters, and we're glad to have you on today. So thanks for joining us.
5: Thanks, brothers. Good being with you. Don't forget to vote, ladies and gentlemen. In Georgia, it's important for the Senate. That's right. Yeah. Hey, listen. Uh, the way things go now, if you're
1: if you live in a different state, vote in Georgia as well. No, I'm just I'm just kidding. The federal government is uh, is listening. Thanks, Frank. All right, God bless you guys. See you. Um, hey, Ray, uh, that was uh, that, that was a very interesting uh, conversation we had with uh, Dr. Frank Turek, uh, and he's exactly I, I think he's exactly right when it comes to the church. There's, I, I listen. I have no problem with the church teaching people about all of life. Uh, you know, it's certainly nothing wrong with teaching them how to have solid Christian marriages, uh, how to be good stewards of your finances, all those kinds of things. You know, how, how to you know have devotions with your children. Uh, and I certainly don't have a problem with churches um, having outreaches, you know, on a Saturday. If you need a car repair, bring your car in. That kind of thing. I I think Christians should uh, be available to help people in every facet of life, but all that has to be in a broader context of preaching the the truth and teaching the truth, uh, the gospel, but also what the Bible says about hard hitting issues and issues that can give you some blowback. Do you do you uh, agree with Frank that a lot of churches are kind of missing? Uh, On that uh, last part I was talking about,
2: you know, that that quote from Norm Geisler and Frank did it a couple of times. Fraternity is always going to outweigh the truth. Maybe maybe he used some other word, but that word fraternity. I got that is uh, you're against same sex marriage until suddenly your son comes out as gay. right? Right. Or your daughter is a lesbian and enters into some kind of. Long term relationship, suddenly you start, quote, rethinking. Uh, Here's a word that uh, I find coming up all the time it's the word struggle. We have, I'm struggling in this area. Anytime I hear a Christian leader saying they are struggling with some moral issue, what that usually means is they're struggling about how long they should struggle until they finally give in. It seems to be struggle is the last step before capitulation. So, I Uh, ed not only do i agree with what frank said and what you said i think we need pastors who will stand up and speak the truth Mm -hmm. we're gonna have to uh, we're gonna have to get sunday school teachers and small group leaders and elders and deacons who can stand for the truth even uh at the cost of deep personal relationships because i don't uh, ed i don't downplay the pain that a parent goes through when a a son or daughter who's raised in an evangelical church comes out as gay lesbian. Cause that is happening all around us. But as Frank said, we cannot help our kids. We cannot help our grandkids. If we turn away from the truth of the Bible, if we give up on what God has said, we are consigning our loved ones to eternal hell. We must not do that. We must stand for the truth lovingly, but stand.
1: Well, Fred, we're coming up here on, on the break, but, um, uh, it, it is, uh, it is now I think impossible to try to find a middle ground mm. in our culture. Yeah, uh, we, people are going to have to decide, like Ray said, like Dr. Frank Turek said, like we've been saying, they're going to have to decide if they're sticking with the Bible. Yep, because it's not just fraternity that will outweigh theology; our our own desires will will yes. cause us to rationalize it.
3: Mm-hmm. I, I think we have to get to the point, number one, we have to admit there's spiritual warfare. Right. Mm-hmm. And spiritual warfare means there's two sides. Yeah. And uh, one is the enemy of the other. Yeah. Uh, we just got to get down to brass tacks, make it as black and white as possible. And are you going to be on God's side or are you going to be on Satan's side?
1: Yeah, you can't love two masters. You can't. You can't serve two masters. can't
3: serve two masters. Yep.
1: I always love the uh, the part in Exodus chapter thirty two where Moses comes down and he says, "Who is on the Lord's side?" That's right. <laughs> uh, to that, to this day, it gives me chills when I uh, when I think about that. That's the choice that we're left with. All right, folks, we're going to take a short break, and when we come back, we've got someone uh, promoting the greatest journey. You're not going to want to miss that.
4: American Family Studios was started back in 2011 as a way to advance the Christian worldview into an increasingly media-rich culture.
5: Media is like such a powerful tool to communicate the gospel. I love writing stories, getting in my office, and just thinking, how can we portray this concept of who God's character is? And to get to use the gifts that God has given me is really a joy.
0: AmericanFamilyStudios.net Children's hearts around the world have been touched and opened to Christ with Operation Christmas Child shoebox gifts. The next step is the greatest journey. Your gift of six dollars provides evangelism and discipleship for children and multiplication of the church in over 100 countries worldwide. Join with AFR and other listeners in this powerful outreach, sending the gospel into the corners of the world. Since 2009, as a result of this program, nearly 9 million children have made decisions to follow Christ. You can send one child on the greatest journey for just $6. $60 reaches 10 children. $150 reaches 25 children. Your donation provides instruction materials and 12 discipleship lessons in a child's own language, led by a teacher trained by Samaritan's Purse. Call 877-616-2396. That's 877-616-2396. Or donate online at AFR.net and help send children on the greatest
6: journey. Hello, Americans. I'm Todd Starn. Stand by for news and commentary
7: next.
6: There's a big controversy in Eureka Springs, Arkansas over the nativity. There's been a nativity scene in Basin Park since 1950. Volunteers from the Great Passion Play have erected the display, but this year they were ordered by city leaders to remove Joseph Mary and the baby Jesus. Randall Christie is the executive director of the Passion Play, and he told staffers to defy those orders. Mr. Christie tells me he's tired of capitulating to the cancel culture mob, says he's tired of people demanding we remove Christ from Christmas. I reached out to the mayor's office, but they have not returned my calls. As for the people who run the Great Passion Play, they've taught us a great lesson. There are times when we have to take a stand. We have to do what is right. In this case, not only is God on their side, but so is the U.S. Constitution. Be sure to read my book, Culture, Jihad, How to Stop the Left from Killing a Nation. It's available at ToddStearns.com.
1: Have no fear of them, nor be troubled, but in your hearts honor Christ the Lord as holy always being prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that is in you. Yet do it with gentleness and respect, having a good conscience, so that when you are slandered, those who revow your good behavior in Christ may be put to shame. 1 Peter 3,
0: 14-16. American Family Radio. This is Today's Issues. Email your comments to comments at AFR.net. Past broadcasts of today's issues are available for listening and viewing in the archive at AFR.net. Now, back to more of today's issues.
1: And welcome back, everyone. Ed Vitagliano sitting in for Tim Wildman today. I am joined by Fred Jackson, Chris Woodward, and uh, Dr. Ray Pritchard. And uh, we're going to get to our guests uh, in just a moment from Samaritan's Purse, and Operation Christmas Child. Most of you are familiar with that very worthwhile ministry, but uh, until uh, our guest is with us, uh, Chris, uh, what's we, we kind of kept you, you were kind of on the fringe there in the last segment. Uh, What, What's happening news-wise?
4: Yeah, uh, no, no big deal. He's uh,
1: comfortable on the fringe. Yeah, he's, Yes, he's kind of a fringe kind of guy. <laughs> no,
4: it, that, that first 30 minutes of the show, if you're just now listening to us, go back and check the podcast when it's available later today because the first 30 minutes of today's issues was an issue you're not going to hear on Fox News, Newsmax, NPR definitely, uh, many other networks. It was a very spiritual discussion, and we all need Jesus. So uh, you need to listen to that and share it with others. All right. In other news, uh, many people are praying for the uh, Supreme Court justices to make a uh, to make the right decision in a case that was heard yesterday in Washington, D.C. This is the 303 Creative versus Alina's case. Many people are familiar with it. But for those that have no idea what I'm talking about, uh, you have a web designer by the name of Lori Smith in Colorado. And she wants to make wedding websites because she's a graphic designer that seems like a logical fit. One of the big things right now when you're getting married, people want to start a website. That way people can go to it, figure out what gifts you're registered for, where you're having the wedding. What's your story? How did you two get together and stuff like that? Lori Smith wants to make wedding websites only for traditional marriage couples, but the state of Colorado has one of those rules that says if you do it for this couple, you got to do it for all couples. And Lori, being a Christian, says, I don't believe in same-sex marriage. I believe only what the Bible tells me, which is traditional one-man, one-woman marriage. And so she lawyered up with Alliance Defending Freedom. They argued on her behalf yesterday and says Colorado does not have the right to force her to speak in favor of same-sex marriage, this is most likely going to be one of those cases that we don't get a ruling on until late June. We'll see. But go to afn.net for more coverage on what I just explained. Okay, and uh, so that that is
1: uh, an issue that has kind of forced its way to the forefront for the Supreme Court mm-hmm. with some rulings around the uh, the fringes, if I can if I can use yeah. that same word. Uh, and now we've got to get to the heart. Of the issue, do Christians have First Amendment protections when it comes to this issue? So, hopefully, the Supreme Court, uh, which heard the uh, the arguments yesterday, uh, folks, you need to pray for the Supreme Court when they are making rulings like this. The Bible says that the the Lord can turn the heart of the king. I assume that means anybody in authority. Uh, and so we we need rulings that protect uh, religious freedom and frankly, help the church uphold righteousness in our culture. All right, one of the ministries that is, I think, probably as well known as as any this time of year uh, is Samaritan's Purse and Operation Operation Christmas Child. Uh, and we have a guest on to help our listeners understand what is happening with uh, that ministry. Bill Fister is Assistant Director of Field Ministry and Discipleship, and we're going to talk about something called The Greatest Journey. Bill, first of all, welcome to Today's Issues.
7: Thanks so much for having me. What a joy to be with you and share what God is doing, uh, to hear you talking about the importance of the local church, to hear you talking about the importance of God's Word uh, and, and seeing it transform society. That's exactly what we're trying to do uh, every year. And so, so thankful to be with you and with your listeners this morning.
1: Well, Bill, uh, as we're talking about, I know at our church, lots of churches now are involved in Operation Christmas Child with these shoeboxes filled with gifts that are such a blessing and such a, an open door to the hearts of children. So, uh, most of our, uh, and that's by the way, around the world, most of our listeners uh, have have are familiar with that maybe they've packed shoeboxes but not everybody knows about the greatest journey program this is very imp- this is a very important part of this outreach but it uh, sometimes slides by without notice I- explain to our listeners what this greatest journey program is
7: uh, and thank you and I first want to thank uh, all of your listeners and and those that have packed shoeboxes for Samaritan's Purse operation Christmas child this year alone Uh, We're expecting that 11 million would be shared, and and you're right. We do steward those very carefully. Uh, We're going to take those to over 120 countries this year alone, partnering with 80,000 local churches, sharing the gospel uh, of Jesus with children in their local language uh, so that they might know forgiveness of sins and hope in Jesus, that they might have eternal life. Uh, and so that gift box really is just a tangible expression of God's love for them, but that's just the beginning, because then we want to invite them back to the local church for a 12-lesson discipleship program. Again, materials translated into their own language, led by a local teacher, trained by Samaritan's Purse, and so we just want to influence the lives of these young people uh, with God's Word through the local church, and we want to see them grow strong uh, so that they might grow in their newfound faith in Jesus and then even begin to share that faith with their friends and their family. That's what the greatest journey is. And for $6 a child, uh, anyone can provide everything a child needs to go through this 12-lesson discipleship program.
3: All right, and the number to call Bill, correct me if I'm wrong, 877-616-2396, 877-616-2396 or people can donate online at afr.net. So folks, uh and you mentioned, uh, I mean, churches all around uh, our country, our listeners have been involved with the shoebox program for a long time, but uh Bill this this follow up, this program is so important because it gets down to a very direct message about the gospel for these kids.
7: You're right, and it, and it focuses on evangelism, discipleship, and multiplication. It points children all around the world to saving faith in Christ, that God loves us, that Jesus came into the world and died on the cross in our place, that he rose again from the dead, and that children can put their faith in Jesus, that they can begin to read God's Word for themselves, that they can begin to share uh, God's Word with other people. And this year we hope that five million children will have this opportunity uh, all around the world. And, And the impact is tremendous when pastors and local churches and missionaries take these gift boxes and the greatest journey into communities that have no church. We are seeing churches starting all over the world. Uh, in fact, just this past year, 143 unreached people groups were reached uh, through this program, uh, areas that had no local church. Uh, so we really are seeing lives changed, both individual lives and entire communities, uh, when listeners not only pack a shoebox, but then the, they support the greatest journey with a $6 donation. Just imagine for $60 impacting the lives of 10 children, uh, seeing their entire destiny, their lives changed uh, forever. And so I really do want to thank you. I want to thank all of your listeners for their support of Samaritan's Purse for Operation Christmas Child and what they're doing through the greatest journey to allow children to begin to grow and their newfound faith in Jesus Christ.
1: Well, folks, that's why uh, today AFR is hosting the Greatest Journey Day, and we're encouraging people to bless a child to be able to learn more about what it means to be a Christ follower through the Greatest Journey. For just six dollars, you can provide everything a child needs to go through the twelve lesson discipleship program. Here's a number to call if you would like to get involved: eight seven seven. 616 2396 that's 877 616 2396 or you can donate online at afr.net afr.net Bill Fister has been our guest he's assistant director of field ministry and discipleship for uh the uh, for Samaritan's purse and operation christmas child and the greatest journey Bill thank you so much not only for being with us today but for all Samaritan's Purse does, uh, especially at this time of year. I know you guys are involved in helping people when tragedy strikes uh, all over the world throughout the year, but thank you especially for what you guys do this time of year.
7: And thank you for what you and your listeners are doing and your support of this ministry. Uh, Thanks to American Family Radio. God bless you. All
1: right. Bless you, Bill. Um,
7: You know, Ray,
1: let me just... uh, uh, we're going to get back to the news here in just a second. Again, Chris is on the fringes. We just have him. We just have him shoved to the side. He's our uh, elf on a shelf here right now, just kind of looking, always looking at what's going For on. For those
4: that have never seen me, I'm not much taller than an elf. Uh, that was not. A, that was not an insult. No, I've joked before. Height, I'm brother. built like a hobbit.
6: So wow,
4: well, you know,
1: I, I I do have we do have. Some sarcasm and teasing that goes on here at uh, AFA and AFR. That was not one of those moments. That was completely
4: unintentional. I, uh, when we launched the Engage Ministry several years ago, uh, myself and another guy joked that I was the Papa Smurf of the Engage team because uh, I went gray like super early, so I look like everybody's dad. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, Hey Ray, what I was gonna uh, before uh, uh, before Chris just took this off the rails here. Um, I claim my
4: time. <laughs>
1: you're claiming <laughs> your time. I, I, what's What's interesting, when I was listening, uh, again, we had Bill Pfister on from uh, uh, Samaritan's Purse. It's always amazing to me, if you're not careful in America, and, and we do want our people to be involved and informed about what's going on, but if you're not careful, you can focus so much on the bad things that are happening that you lose track of what Almighty God, and I mean that, Almighty God is doing around the world. He is doing some tremendous things. And what Bill Pfister was just talking about, about churches being started because of shoeboxes that are given out, the lives, you've heard them, Ray, these stories of kids whose lives were completely altered, the entire trajectory of their eternity Altered by a you talk about a simplistic thing, a shoebox full of gifts, and God is always at work, and Christians need to remember that or you can get too focused on what the devil's doing.
2: Well, there's a there's a lot there in what you said, Ed. It's it's easy, isn't it, to to get focused on the problems of the world and and we hear it at AFR. I mean, guys, this is, this is what we do. We let people know what's going on in the world. And alas, there's a lot of trouble. Well, there's a lot of evil. There's a lot of malfeasance. There's a lot of bad stuff going on everywhere. And it's easy to think, well, the bad guys are winning. They're not winning. Jesus said that the kingdom is like this. You plant a little seed in the ground and you walk away and you think nothing's happening, nothing's happening. And then suddenly it pokes itself up through the ground and here comes the plant and wow, you, you turn around and, and harvest day has come and this little seed has grown into this plant and the fruit has come in and harvest time has come. So I'm, I'm thinking this is what God is doing. While, while I'm saying this both metaphorically and literally, while the world is going to hell, we got church people. They're co- at our church here in, in in Kansas City. Ed had the big Operation Christmas Child shoebox collection. And at our right. church, we we broke whatever the whatever the record was. I just saw it. We broke whatever the record was. We broke the all-time record this year at shoeboxes at our church. You see these kids coming, and it is so exciting. And then they go to the distribution center. I mean, the boxes do, you know, and then they're packed and repacked, and then they go on planes, and then they land. and go to places like, what, Malawi and Angola and Mozambique and Bangladesh, you know, places that we'd have a hard time finding on a map, right? Right, right. And— And and then these great godly people, missionaries and other people over there, they take them out to the centers and they, to the churches and they give them to the kids. And then the kids get so excited and then the kids come to the church and they give them this greatest discovery stuff and, and they lead them to Jesus and begin to disciple them. And you heard Bill say churches are springing up everywhere all around the world while the world is quote, going to hell Jesus is building his church. Amen. Amen. He is building his church right now. And just because we don't see it doesn't mean it's not happening because it's happening everywhere. I mean, after all, on a certain day, if you had gone to, to Caesar Augustus and you said to Caesar Augustus, well, what's happening in the empire, sir? He would have said, well, my troops, my legions are on the move, and we've got this and we've got that. And little did he know the most important thing in the world was happening in a stable mm. in Bethlehem in a forgotten outpost, a backwater province right. of right. the Roman Empire. God was up to something. Christmas tells us things aren't always what they seem to be. When we have given up, when we despair, um, God is at work in a big way accomplishing his purposes in the world. Uh, you know, w- w- just last week, I know, I know, uh, Ed, you didn't want me to go in. No, all this, listen, I, just,
1: I, I, th- I think this is of the Lord, brother. Go I'm ahead. just
2: thinking about this. Just last week, my wife and I went to see this new Sights and Sounds movie about Henry Wadsworth Longfellow, I, I Heard the Bells, which, by the way, amazing, fantastic, unbelievable movie. And the, the story of, of the writing of that Christmas carol, the wrong shall fail, the right prevail, through peace on earth, good will to men. Indeed, in a biblical sense, that's exactly right. The wrong shall fail. We talked earlier with Frank about the devil, He's not on the winning side. You don't count the score till the end of the game. Right when you when you get to the end, look at the scoreboard. Jesus wins and he wins big. It's a all time eternal blowout shutout win <laughs> for the the Lord Jesus Christ, and he's doing it through things like uh, a shoebox. A shoebox, Ed. Right. well, God's building His kingdom. Friends, be encouraged. Jesus said, "I will build my church in the gates of hell." Will not prevail against. And the gates of hell, death, and the demons and the devil, he's doing all he can. But uh, uh, you know, the book of Revelation says when he's cast out, he's upset. Why? He's angry because he knows his time is short. Get back into the word of God, get encouraged, and let's get out there and spread the word because uh, God's doing great things in the world today.
3: You know, Amen. Here's a neat thing to think about. We just did our guest from Samaritan's Purse and talking about the greatest journey, which is the follow-up to the shoeboxes. Right. Just think about this. You invest $6 today. You may be asking, okay, what can I do? I want to be part of God's plan of evangelism. Yeah. Cost you 6 bucks. 6 bucks buys a copy of, of The Greatest Journey. Let's say it lands in the hands of a little boy in Indonesia. That little boy gets saved. That little boy grows up, gets discipled he starts a church others get saved listen uh we we will probably never know how god takes a little offering like 6 bucks yeah. and what he does with it right but we'll know in an eternity and we'll meet people i believe we'll meet people in heaven that say because you spent 6 bucks way back then i got saved started a church and the lord used it to to save hundreds thousands yeah. of people so just think about that folks, six bucks. Can I give the number? Again? Yes, please do. Uh, six bucks. Greatest journey. Eight, seven, seven, six, one, six, two, three, nine, six, eight, seven, seven, six, one, six, two, three, nine, six. Or you can go online to AFR.net $6, $60, whatever the Lord leaves on it leaves on your heart and then leave it up to the Lord. Yeah. Just leave it up to the Lord. And, and,
1: uh, I know things are, are difficult financially, but, $6 that's pretty reasonable for for people who I don't drink coffee so I don't really know what things cost at Starbucks okay I'm always amazed that with uh, when gas prices were at their highest here I'd still see people circle around that just waiting in their line burning gas waiting to buy a 5 or $6 cup of coffee uh but you know lunch at a at a fast food place $6 is all, all that is in that ballpark
3: yeah so
1: yeah. Y- y- you you toss one of those visits to one of those places. I'm not trying to guilt you people. I think, I think you're getting the message here about the importance for eternity with uh, uh, giving to an outreach like this. Uh, It's uh, it. Like you said, uh, Fred, that example, I love that example. Let's say that young man becomes a pastor and just hundreds of people come to know the Lord. That's hundreds of people that might not have, come into the kingdom Amen. except for that little gift. Go ahead and give that that number again folks. This we're doing this is kind of the greatest journey day on American Family Radio. Almost all our programs I'm sure will be promoting this throughout the day. Uh here is the follow up, the opportunity to be involved in the follow up to the Shoebox Christmas shoebox. Uh, outreach. Go ahead and give the number again for people who want to give $6, at least $6, to uh, reach these young people.
3: Eight seven seven 616 I'm putting on my share reminder here. Read that number slowly. <laughs> Repeat it. eight seven seven six one six two three nine six. Or you can go online, AFR.net. And plug in whatever the Lord, uh, lays, you know, kind of lays on your heart uh, to give there. <clears throat> and as I say, then the Lord takes it and just runs with it.
1: Amen. Amen. Well, folks, this has been a little bit of an unusual uh, today's issues. A lot, lot more of a spiritual uh, emphasis on spiritual warfare and uh, evangelism. But it's all good, right? That is the core of the mission of American Family Association. An American Family Radio. Anyway, it is the gospel and the power of God. All right, Chris, we're uh, we still got uh, six or seven minutes left in this segment. Yes. What's our next news story?
4: Well, I have been in broadcasting now for just over twenty years, and I've been here for twelve. And this is one of the craziest things I've ever heard and had to report on. Uh, but. We don't get to pick the stories uh, that we report on. It's our job to make people aware of these issues. And that's what I'm doing here with this uh, particular situation. Um, in King County, Washington, which is where Seattle is, bureaucrats there are wanting government employees to remove anything religious from the background of their Zoom calls. You know, we still live in this day and age where people are still Zooming into work, they haven't returned to work everywhere. And King County, Washington is one of those places. And bureaucrats don't want to see anything they deem religious. So nothing Christian, nothing Jewish, nothing Islamic, nothing Hindu, anything the government deems religious. They don't want people to have that in the background of their Zoom calls, which, by the way, is their personal property in their personal property that is their house. But nonetheless, uh, the government there is saying, take that stuff out. We don't want to see it. And I have some audio here. Of attorney Hiram Sasser of First Liberty Institute talking to AFN about how crazy this is. Clip three.
8: It's really amazing because, you know, now they've not only gone after Christmas, but they've been going after, uh, they're going after in King County, uh, Washington, where Seattle is. They're going after Hanukkah. They're going after uh, Islam. They're going after uh, Hinduism. Anything that acknowledges something that's beyond just the state, anything that is beyond purely secular. And what they're doing is they're banning their county employees from having any of these types of decorations in any of their background of their virtual workspace. So when they are working from home uh, on Zoom, they can't have anything religious, no matter what religion it is, visible on their zoom screen and, and so it's just a, a total outrageous uh, violation of the religious liberty rights of the employees.
4: Now I as a Baptist don't want somebody of a false religion having you know false religious stuff but but here's the thing like that's their right constitutionally speaking and it's their house so therefore they have the right to have that material. What we're talking about here is the government saying you can't have something we don't want you to have in your Zoom call while you're working with us. That's just – it's bonkers. Fred, I just can't believe that
1: this is uh, a constitutional exercise of power. You know, some people don't know this, but the First Amendment uh, does prohibit Congress from creating, for example, a uh, state church, Mm -hmm. okay, Uh, you know, generally speaking – uh, the the way a lot of people see this, uh, even on the even secular professors, for example, uh, law professors, they will say that government cannot favor religion. So uh, government cannot pick sides, for example, and say well, we won't, we're going to favor the Baptist denomination mm-hmm. uh, or the Methodist denomination. But a lot of people don't know that that and whether you agree with that interpretation of the First Amendment. What the courts have also said is you can neither favor religion nor be hostile to it. Yes. And what Seattle or King County is doing is clearly demonstrating hostility towards religion. And it's not just the Christian faith. It's these other faiths as well. I don't see how this survives any kind of constitutional challenge. But these secularists should know better.
3: Yeah. No, I think all it's going to take is a call from a lawyer. Uh, that says constitutional right, you're allowing these people to work from home. Uh, You can't demand that uh, what's on their walls at home. Right. You know, tell them where to put curtains, tell them where to put a cross or some other religious symbol. Uh, As long as they're doing their job at home, which you're allowing them to do. You have no business telling them what's going on inside their house. So uh, a little call from a lawyer saying, uh, uh, you know, uh, here's what the constitution says. Do you want to go to court?
1: Well I I just think they'll they would they would lose I I but it's but it is stunning the uh what is it uh, chutzpah? Uh, there's an old kind of uh yiddish expression yes. uh the or we say the gall of these people uh, the, uh you know a secular place like King County in Seattle I guess they think that everyone's thinking the way they are yeah. and I think they're going to find out in a hurry legally they are alone and out at the end of the pier all right we're gonna take a five-minute break for news and when we come back more of today's issues you're listening to today's issues on the american family radio network and we will return please join us